0: Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon.
1: Hey, Nadia. What's up?
0: What's up? What's up? What do you think of the last tell-all, Lon? Meh. Meh? I don't know.
1: It had its moments, but some of it was just retread, I think, of things we've already talked about. And then, obviously, Memphis and Hamza were virtually non-existent because she got out of the hot seat before she could be questioned about anything.
0: Oh, that was a cop-out, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't believe any of it for one bit. Yeah, I didn't believe it.
0: She left him Oh,
1: I have to go. Yeah, I'm like, you have to go? No, you don't. (laughs) I'm sure there's medications and stuff for when you're sick or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I didn't believe it. Yeah, she, be, was she pregnant during that? Time?
0: I thought the same. But I think she has already given birth by then. Oh okay. Remember they asked Hamza if he was able to be there for Sorry. the delivery of his child and he said oh no the consulate didn't approve his visa on time so he couldn't see her and then they asked him how old is she now and he said something about is she right I think the baby is like 2 months old. So this is Already after. after. Yeah, after she gave birth. So I don't know if she had COVID or if she was really feeling unwell, but she also said she can't take it. Yeah, she can't take it. Yeah, she can't take it. So she's she probably knew what was coming and she's like, When
1: she saw everybody getting grilled, she was like, oh shit.
0: Yeah, (laughs) my time's coming. I cannot answer all these questions. So yeah, yeah, that was a cop out. I wish she had stayed on because yeah, I have a lot of things that i'm still wondering about like if they're still together i know hamza's sister rawia she keeps teasing her instagram followers with tea that she's about to spill but she hasn't spilled any tea so i wonder if hmm. we, we'll find out more apparently hamza and memphis will be part of 90 days diary
1: i've heard the name but i'm not familiar With the spinoff. Is that where they just follow them exclusively? Yeah, they just
0: follow. It's almost like Mm -hmm. a happily ever after. Maybe they're going to be on happily ever after. Maybe. Got it. Either that or 90 Day Fiancé Diaries where they'll follow the couple and they'll give like, it's like vlogs, like really short vlogs of what happens to them after the show type of thing.
1: I don't really find them that interesting.
0: (laughs) I don't know. They're still together. I mean, you know, we heard all these rumors about her saying that that's not his kid. Yeah, like I, really
1: wanna... I saw photos of her when she was still, uh, I think, I don't know, looked oh, like what looked like. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I saw those photos. And the personal IG seems like they're happy.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. we'll see after this, right? Because hopefully the NBA has, uh, yeah. has relaxed or something. I don't know. But what do you think about what Usman said? about where we left off right because kimbali walked off in
1: bullshit yeah he was acting like there were no feelings or whatever or or that he said that they don't even talk shut up dude you're on camera yeah we like calling her yeah so then it was just like why did they film the scene then you're saying one thing but yet you agreed to film the scene you agreed to film the scene of you talking to her. So it's like, why even call and ask if she misses you? If there's really no genuine connection, Mm. if you really don't talk to each other, then what was that scene even about? Was it just fodder for the tell all? Was that all it really was, was just a fabrication? Like, obviously, due to NDAs, he probably can't say, oh, Like TLC threw me under the bus and made me do this. right? (laughs) Right. that just didn't make any sense to me. But I think it was a genuine reaction when Kimberly left and her son was like, Usman, that was fucked up. You know, that was fucked up. Yeah. You know, but Usman, it was like he had his hands tied. I didn't know how to believe him, but he was swearing up and down that like there was no connection that he would never cheat and stuff. So why even do the scene? (laughs) Why even agree to it? If you were really forced, it's one of those things, right? I'll I'll never really know what goes on like off camera, but it just seemed pointless then. Like, was this really unnecessary drama? Or did you want to make that phone call or that video call and then have TLC film it? It just didn't make any sense to me. I was so lost, like, what's going on? And who who do I believe here? Like,
0: yeah. I felt like Usman sidestep the whole him calling Zara and what offended me was the fact that he conveniently said he forgot and he also claimed that that's not cheating because we didn't have sex yeah like dude you you still called her behind kimberly's back and yeah kimberly was made to believe that you guys are a couple then that is kind of cheating I mean that yeah. is cheating in some people's books, right? Like when you yeah. call your ex out of nowhere.
1: Emotional cheating. Yeah,
0: yeah, emotional cheating. Exactly. Totally. Just to see how she felt about you or whether there's still any feelings left. Right. That that is definitely cheating to me.
1: Yeah. So I'm one of those people where I say you can be friends with exes, but there's certain conversations that shouldn't be had. And there's certain like you gotta take the context into consideration. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like you can tell when it's a friendly conversation and you can tell when it's something else. And this was definitely like, what do you feel? Do you miss me? And all this weird stuff. I was like, fucking guy. <laughs> that was not like we're just having a friendly, you know, conversation. I think anybody who's in a relationship and saw their ex having the kind of conversation Usman was having, with Zaro would like live, raise an eyebrow or if not just be like, fuck off. You know what I mean? That's yeah. you're, you're cheating on me right now reasonable reasonable
0: anything else that stood out for you when it comes to Usman and Kimbali
1: no not not really I mean I didn't think this was uh, going anywhere to begin with Mm. like right off the bat and even at the finale not the tell-all but the actual finale when he was saying goodbye it just seemed like he was going through the motions for her to get out of there I didn't think this was going to lead to anything more than what it is right now right yeah Um, I think Usman was very passionate about defending himself because Mm -hmm. he wanted to be clear, like, I'm not a cheater. This isn't what I do. And I understood what he was trying to say. I think they thought he was trying to flex. But I think he was just trying to say, if I wanted to cheat, the possibility is there for me to cheat. You know, he didn't phrase it as eloquently by saying, I could sleep with anybody if I wanted to
0: over here. He could get any women. Yeah,
1: it it came out that way. And they were like, oh, so you're saying you would cheat on my mom? No, he's saying that if he wanted to, it's the possibility is there and he hasn't.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And it didn't come out that way (laughs) because Usman will Usman, right? Yeah. But I already knew this seemed like a dead end anyway. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't surprised.
0: Do you feel like there's no difference between what Kimberly did with Usman and what Ben did with Mahogany? Like, weren't the two of them predatory in a way? Because I know Kimberly felt a certain type of way when Ben made those comments about Usman going for a certain type and everything. And I'm like, yeah, well, I, I get it but you went for a certain type too. Like, yeah, Usman went for older women. You went for younger women. And Kimberly threw herself at Usman in a way, right? By giving him all these gifts and almost like coercing him to sleep with her. And you're also predatory in your own ways in terms of going over to Peru, even though she told you not to come and yet you came anyway. So I Mm. feel like, the two of them bickering over it—it's like the pot calling the kettle black.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And the fact that he thought he was an authoritative figure on relationships and that he could
0: speak—yeah—on
1: Kimberly's relationship,
0: I know that was very pastory of him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pastory yeah, yeah, you could tell she wasn't even trying to hear that, and yeah. she voiced it pretty loudly. That irked me too. I'm like, "Who the fuck are you to talk, bro? Yeah, <laughs> shut up, dude.
0: Be we, we like." <laughs> introspective of your own... Oh, is that the right word? Introspective, yes. Of your own relationship before you preach onto others, right? Yeah. Let's move on to Gino and Jasmine. Honestly, like, I didn't capture a lot of things from their tell-all. It's difficult reliving the whole, you know, sending nude situation because you can tell that she was really, truly hurt by it. And they were going back and forth about like how Gino only sent all those pictures once whereas Jasmine thought it was three times that he sent nudes over and they never quite resolved that no. whole thing there's nothing else honestly uh, yeah to me it, that stood out.
1: they just retreaded that whole situation and then they tried to put him on the spot about who initiated the contact with mm-hmm. was it was was it her name jessica
0: jessica yeah. yeah
1: yeah you know what i mean and it was just like eh. it wasn't really super interesting it, it was like they were digging for drama to bring up i still think he seems a little bit untruthful he beats around the bush sidesteps things right like Gino, you know well, what you mean? yeah gino right mm-hmm. right well it was like you know you sent three of them well only one of them was semi-nude or something, and I'm like, just come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. He he has a way of like skirting certain totally. situations and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Can you show them the messages? Oh, I don't have
0: them. <laughs> like, yeah
1: yeah, I mean, same
0: with Jessica. Like, he was the one who approached her on, yes, you know, on the DM, and then he has the audacity to say, "Well, no, she approached me." Like, the DMs clearly state, like, you were the first person to message her, and she clearly try to neutralize the whole situation by saying like yeah my husband she mentioned her husband's because I think she knows that he was trying to be messy probably so yeah I'm glad she covered her back I I mean she's one of my favorite people on on the tell all like she really called it like it is
1: I was just gonna say I don't I don't think Jasmine was super interesting when it came to their relationship but Mm -hmm. I think throughout the tell all her interjecting and adding her two cents and stuff she had a lot of
0: Oh, yeah, a lot of cool really, yeah. <laughs> moments <there.
1: laughs> Nice moments there. Somebody had tweeted that she was uh, she was auditioning to be the co-host or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, for real. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> yeah. She came prepared. She knew that, hey, the cameras are rolling. This is this is my time to shine.
0: Yeah. She has a big hair. Yeah. It looked like
1: she was wearing a big scarf or something yeah. on her head. She looked yeah. nice, though.
0: So... I learned a new word from the whole Mike and Ximena interaction. Mm. (laughs) Crossera. Sorry, I didn't mean to choke you there. (laughs) What? It means rude.
1: No, it was just the way you said it. Just the way you said it. You made it sound like a a German word. (laughs) With the aggression and the the roughness. (laughs) Though I
0: don't think German words. I don't know. I mean, maybe it could pass off as a Germanic word, but yeah. Yes, I learned a new word. Grossera.
1: (laughs) Grossera.
0: You know what I don't like about this whole Ximena and Mike situation is that a lot of people are really Mm anti-Ximena. And I think the cameras or the production, they really tried their best to show Mike as the nice guy Mm -hmm. and Ximena as the villain that uses him. And nobody talks about the webcam stuff. Mm -hmm. nobody talks about how mike told her to stop working as a webcam model Mm -hmm. and he voluntarily supported her like you said on your tweet right if someone comes up to you at a bar and offers to buy you a drink that person is not entitled to you he just offered you a free drink like should you take it maybe maybe not but still he's not entitled he or she is not entitled to you or to anything that you you're not owed like that person right. is not owed anything, is what I'm saying. Right. So I don't know why a lot of the cast members were really against Ximena. And I feel bad that she was being attacked by his friends. I can see they had good intention, like Nelsie and um her was it husband? I forgot his name, but they had good intention. But I think the the real villain here is Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike just doesn't know boundaries. Like he doesn't know when to exit.
1: Right. <laughs> The cast members, I think they fell for the narrative
0: mm. that
1: the show tried to portray.
0: Right. That
1: Mike is a nice guy right. who's this white savior, right? right? Who's over here taking this woman out of poverty and helping her children, paying for her things, taking her out of the life of like virtual sex work, whatever have you, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they fell for this narrative that he is owed love. Because he does these things, right? And again, we say to this, he offered to pay for her things. And when you offer to pay and someone takes you up on that offer, you are not owed love. You are not actually owed anything, really, if you offered to pay. And they can accept or they can say no. Yeah, you can maybe call the person selfish for not giving anything back in return. But that that shouldn't be an expectation, If you're truly genuine and altruistic about what you offer, you know, again, we bring it back to the bar scenario. If I approach someone and say, hey, can I get you a drink? Do I mean, do I come there with an expectation that you're coming home with me tonight? Do I come there with an expectation that you owe me 30 minutes of your time to, to have a talk or to go outside and smoke a cigarette for some conversation? Like I am offering to get you a drink. And if you are going to take me up on that offer, then good. Then a thank you is the least I guess I could expect is a thank yeah. you. Anything past that is like bonus, right. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. like you don't. It's a transaction.
1: Yeah, it's a transaction. And like, yeah. I don't grab you as you're walking away and say, hey, you have to love me now <laughs> because I bought you that drink. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, that's not how shit works here. And Mike offered to pay for her stuff. We can make an argument that maybe she's selfish for continuing to say, pay for this, pay for that, pay for that. But if he's offering to do it, you can't make someone love you like that. And do I feel bad for Mike? I do feel bad for Mike that he's not loved in -hmm. the way that he wants. But do I feel bad that he's paying for stuff when he willingly offered to do it? No. When that's the precedent that you set, then no, like, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. You offered. Yeah. Are people going to feel sorry for me that I bought somebody a drink and they said, yes, like, <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's completely transactional. We've harped over this concept. So like the cast totally fell for that narrative of this nice guy who deserves love for all that he's done. But that's not how love works. And they should know better. Right. They're in relationships. I felt bad for him. And there was all kinds of problematic shit in there. Learn English. Why? When she plans to stay in her native fucking country, she's going to learn English. Like I can understand maybe to communicate better with Mike, but the way that just came off was like, she's not coming to America. I would definitely, definitely say, yeah, if you're going to come to America, learn English, definitely keep your native tongue. I don't want you to lose that, but you're going to want to communicate with Americans. She's not trying to come over here, though. Why are you, what the fuck are you telling her to learn English for? Tell Mike yeah. to continue to learn Spanish. Do <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just so like, it just smacked of like, I don't know, entitlement, entitlement yeah. racism, all kinds of just weird, like uncomfortable stuff, right? Yeah. Like, sh- like slut shaming, you know what I mean? Sex work yeah. and stuff. It was just like, dude, y'all are just treating a like some second class person. I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, it brought me the wrong way that a lot of the cast member bought into that narrative. And honestly, like, I think I can separate out feeling sorry for Mike for not getting the love back from her, for not having the love reciprocated for sure. But at the same time, I made peace with the fact that she's not using him because he took her off her day job and Mm -hmm. offered to support her. And people are calling that her using him like come on he offered and she even told him like she's not in love with him Mm -hmm. and she admitted that and she said that multiple times and I think she tried to break up with him as well like she made that clear but it's Mike who kept inserting himself back into the relationship and kept being very delusional about it and thinking that there's something there to work on when clearly she's not that into him and that's why, you know, any little fault that she can find about him, she'll let him know. You know, yeah. like, hey, I, I don't like you farting while you're kissing me. And, and that's reasonable, <laughs> by the way. That's so that really, is, yeah, 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 unromantic. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't like the fact that you're disorganized. All those other stuff, maybe those are really real deal breakers for her. And he doesn't get it. And right. I mean, I'm sorry that he didn't get it, but he can be like smearing her. I don't like when, people like him and I guess that smear campaign from others yeah. you know it's not fair
1: and I think too he did a good job of like playing the victim
0: oh totally Mike you know
1: what you did you know that you offered you know what this is you know what was on the you know you're the one that put it on the table yeah so you know that like she didn't love you you know that the deal quote unquote because that's what it was the transaction or whatever was that you were going to see where it could lead you were going to give it a chance right you know what I mean? That's where it was. So then when she was like, yeah, you know what? I, I don't love him, but we're going to see when he comes to Cartagena, right? Yeah. He's all, oh, oh, I can't. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> but you knew that. You were the yeah. one that said, I can buy you this. I can do this. I can take care of you and stuff. Let's give it another chance and stuff. You said that and she agreed to giving it a chance. She didn't agree to love you back. Yeah. So from him to oh, me to talk. Yeah. yeah. And he's all like, no, oh, no, no. Acting all like, I can't believe you're breaking my heart on TV. I'm like, dude, you're totally playing this over the TV. We were there when you made the phone call, like they filmed it. Yeah. You know? So why is the cast ignoring that? Yeah. Did, did they not see the same phone call we saw where he said, I can do this. I can change everything. I can change your life again. And we can have two places. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Am Go I ahead. hallucinating? The yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are we watching the same show here? Like, how did they not? And why didn't they talk about that? Yeah. It just really felt like they were ganging up on her and that they had chosen a side.
0: Yeah. That's exactly it, Lon. I feel like the more I watch 90 Day Fiancé and the more I watch a lot of these reunions and tell alls, I feel like the cast member, they have to pick a side. And sometimes too like you can tell by the way the show is edited the producers of sean maybe through through sean right the producers ask them questions individually this can be taken out of context too because they just ask random questions and film them and cut that film and put it all together and made it seem like they're all ganging up on her Mm. but really it's like the producers asking them hypothetical questions sometimes but they just made it seem like they were speaking yeah. against another cast member.
1: Or maybe loaded questions, even. Right, loaded questions. To kind questions. of direct the answer towards. Exactly. A
0: certain, yeah. And that's where the drama comes in. And I mean, yeah, kudos for making such reality TV drama, but it's not indicative of how a cast member truly feels about the other person. Mm-hmm. But I also get the sense that they do have to pick a side because maybe, as I, like if you scratch my back and I scratch yours, maybe we'll continue on with this journey of profiting from TLC money and that's why like you see a lot of people take Darcy and Stacy's side of things because they know that they will always be part of the TLC family now
1: right it's a business after all yeah they have to look after each other exactly
0: exactly yeah and you see a lot of them hang out outside of filming right a lot of Memphis is now hanging out with uh, what's her face Uh, Laura from Canada who was with Aladdin They're hanging out for some reason. Yeah. And Caleb recently was found hanging out with Angela. Like What? They're all trying to leech off each other. Maybe they're all trying to like extend this 50 minutes of fame of theirs, you know? So I'm not surprised, you know, if they feel like, okay, this is the one cast member that we're all ganging up on. I'm pretty sure they're all on the same page, you know? Mm. Right. Speaking of ganging up on, I think the consensus is very strong when it comes to Ella and Johnny.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude. Do you believe her?
0: You know, it's funny you said that because Jasmine was asking that very same question that we all have had on our minds for a long time. Like, did she actually cheat or was this an attention-seeking move? to force Johnny's hand. And when she hesitated to answer that, I'm like, maybe she didn't really cheat. But then again, like I wouldn't put it past her because she's very shady when it comes to like how she interacts with all these Asian men. Clearly, there's this element of fetishizing, which I, right. I mean, maybe that's her kink, but whatever, right? But that's also that entitlement. And then there's that cheating that she's just so immature in that sense. Like she needs to have someone, right, to give her her love language, which is touch, right, yeah. physical touch. I mean, like companionship, <laughs> right. And Memphis and Jasmine dropped the mic by saying, "If that's your love language, why be in a long distance relationship? Why? Why even bother? If you need someone to cuddle with you, right. to give you that the boom booms, if you need that, then don't be seeking people overseas,
1: right." Who was it that said something? Um, are you some child that needs to be coddled or something?
0: Yeah, Memphis, I think. Was it? Outside. Yeah, it was from across the room. I think it was Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I asked the same thing too. Like, what are you? Like, what, why do you need all this? Yeah. Like-
1: right. And here's the thing you can have people closer. And you are on a dating site where someone was willing to come visit you. Right. So, like, you can have the relationship you want. Why are you over here cheating on a guy in China? You admitted on TV that you were on a like an Asian dating site. The person came over on your birthday, you know, to visit you. That's why I don't believe for one second that like nothing happened. He bought a yeah. plane ticket.
0: He slept you know? in your
1: house. Yeah, on your birthday. <laughs> and you're going to say, oh, well, I have a spare bedroom. I don't believe that for one second. Yeah, I do believe that you can get into relationships with people. You've proven to us already that sex is not difficult for you to get, you know, you can have companionship when you want it, especially like now that you're saying you was you were on a dating site and some person flew over to meet you. Mm. There's no need to be in this long distance relationship with Johnny. Why are you breaking this guy's heart like that? And even if I were to believe her, this game like that's not cool. Yeah. To have somebody come over just to put it in Johnny's face, like, look, there's people coming over, and and you know that that makes it okay because I told you about it. Like, that's bullshit. Just don't be in a long distance relationship. It's not for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like what Jasmine suggested, right? Touch yourself. Use plastic. Use plastic. Buy toys.
1: <laughs> exactly. We're adults here, right? Any yeah. for anyone that's been in long distance relationships, technology has come a very long way from like pen pals and and waiting a month for a letter to arrive, right? Mm-hmm. You can get instant gratification. You know, all it takes is a FaceTime or a Zoom call, you know, some dirty talk, some, you know, some toys and stuff. Out of curiosity, I've seen the available toys, right? Like they're pretty cool these days, y'all. <laughs> You know, there's ways around this. Do we really got to call other people for companionship if he is not okay? Here's the thing, right? Like, I'm all for open relationships, for polyamorous amorous relationships, for things where like, you know, if, if that's your thing, and, and, and you don't have any boundaries surrounding that, then by all means, like, find physical companionship elsewhere. But if he's not down with that, then you got to respect that. Why can't you find some kind of workaround you know instead of having people over behind his back? I don't like that,
0: yeah, I don't like that either. What's fucked up is that Ella, on an Instagram post recently claimed that and she insisted too that she and Johnny are in an open relationship, even though he said he's not for an open relationship. He's clearly so, not yeah, he's clearly, <laughs> clearly not. not. Though I have to say, again, I and we've talked about this before long. I think it didn't help that he excuses her behavior. And I don't know what his deal is. Like he's afraid to lose her or maybe he thinks that's the best that he could do. Dude, your girl cheated on you twice now. You still want to be with her? I don't get that part. If you're not into open relationship, then you got to drop this chick. There are other people out there for you. Whether you want a white chick from America or a white chick from Europe, there are a lot of whatever your kink is, there are a lot of them out there. And Ella is not the only one, you know. I wish he had a little bit more self-respect and self-esteem.
1: Yeah. He's looking extra soft right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Stand
1: up for yourself, Johnny. It's not everything has to be okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's like, it's okay, baby. No,
0: it's not, Johnny. Yeah, stay, be (laughs) strong, baby. Be strong. Like, fuck you. No. (laughs) She needs to mature up, seriously. like, Yeah. Anyway, I think there are also rumors that they will be part of the 90 Days Diary. So maybe that's why they're staying together. You know, maybe the money's good. Um. I don't know, but... She definitely does not have the most stable relationship. I don't know what she was bullshitting about when she did that one-on-one interview saying that, oh, I have the most stable relationship amongst everyone. Like, girl, have you seen yourself (laughs) in the mirror? Like, have you really reflect on what your relationship is? Anyway.
1: Yo, that reminds me of when Colby was telling Madeline that. We're the strongest couple here. Yeah, by far. Hands totally, by totally.
0: Fire. Shut totally. the fuck up, bro. <laughs> that I, and and you said that because and listeners, we're sort of pivoting to our new obsession on Netflix called The Ultimatum. It's a dating reality TV show that in not, my opinion, not not a paid promotion, by the way, yeah, not a paid promotion. But in a, in my opinion, better than Love Is Blind. Uh, sorry, Lon. I know you're still pretty <laughs> obsessed with that too, but. Yeah, there's this couple called Madeline and Colby. And they're, I mean, long story short, this, in my opinion, they're toxic for one another. And Super. Hold on, before you said that, I was thinking that I was thinking <laughs> Ella and Johnny are like Colby and Madeline, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll talk more about that show coming up after this. But let's round this up with the last couple Ben and Mahogany. Did you see that coming? The second trip that he made to San Bartolo?
1: And he lied to her about that too.
0: Which part? The part where he promised her not film?
1: Right. Yet? She thought that was going to be a private visit and that they weren't going to be filming and stuff. And he gave the footage to producers to use. Damn um Yeah, to use for their story, yeah. which actually became ammunition against her to make her look like she's, she's really one. into yeah. him yeah. and that's yeah and I was just like and then you know when she put it out there like no he told me you weren't you weren't going to be filming and all this stuff I'm like this fucking guy dude yeah I'm still team mahogany on this I know everybody has their different perspectives and that they're like well like she lied to him and stuff y'all when you're talking to somebody online and you haven't really met in person I think it's natural to not disclose your information like that. We've Mm -hmm. all done it in the early days of AOL when you really didn't know who you were talking to. Are you really telling me? Yeah, Yeah. that you were a hundred percent truthful. Maybe for some people, for some people, you developed a closeness, you know, but like for some people you were like, I'm not telling you where I fucking live. I'm not telling you how old I am. Like then you embellished perhaps, maybe you were two years older, two years younger. Yeah, I mean, in Ben's case, it shouldn't make a fucking difference. But he acted like, oh, well, that there was some kind of hard boundary there. Yeah. You know, I mean, shut the fuck up. We'll get to that <laughs> another time. But like, you know, I don't think that for me, that argument doesn't hold any weight because it's the Internet. You know what I mean? And this was a guy that some model that she thought she was talking to on Instagram or wherever she saw his photos like, she's going to be a bit cautious. I think if anything, she was the more cautious one. And does that explain why she was in an Airbnb? Like, no, I get it. There's definitely holes in her story. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of people being a bit too critical of mahogany. When mm-hmm. I think mahogany, she's taking steps as any young person would that understands technology, and that understands the dangers of being online. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, it's natural. I think a lot of people are are forgetting these things. Well, she lied to him, and blah 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 blah. I'm like, y'all, <laughs> y'all are being a bit too hard. And I think she defended herself well. For me, one of the most entertaining parts was the twist of his friend turning her back when she realized that Ben was kind of flip floppy. flip oh, yeah, between yeah. his friendship and with Mahogany, and
0: he was pitting them against each other almost, or yeah. he was talking shit about her behind. The other person's back and vice versa. Right. So,
1: yeah. And it took Mahogany to call him out on that. And she tried not to, but the friend kept pushing her. Yeah. And she was like, I don't want to cause beef and stuff. And then after the friend just kept going for her neck, she was like, Oh, well, okay. Then fuck it. Well, Ben says you are dramatic. Yeah. And Ben tells me this. And ben tells you
0: that. I was like, Yeah. No. <laughs> I honestly, that part was the most satisfying when Jessica called Ben narcissist, delusional, fraud, thirsty AF,
1: thirsty,
0: selfish, <laughs> thirsty, toothpaste liar, and a shitty friend. That there, was yeah, a lot of good stuff right there. Mic
1: drop. Yeah,
0: mic drop moment. Yeah, you know what? Someone tweeted this, and I totally agree. Or maybe someone put it in our comments, and I totally agree. Ben is a groomer. Mm. You know, and remember what Jasmine said, like him chasing after mahogany gives off like pervert vibes. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I don't know why he's calling Kimberly out on her relationship with Usman, because, dude, like, look at yourself. You're chasing. You were not invited to go over to Peru. And yet you went
1: and you went anyway.
0: Yeah. It's different with Kimberly. At least Usman was well aware they picked her up from the airport he was well aware that she was coming whereas mm-hmm. for you you got stood up twice bro yeah twice you came to San Bartolo and twice no one picked you up from the airport
1: <laughs> yeah and I didn't like how the cast was kind of turning on mahogany too yeah well why didn't you go meet him there's no expectation to meet someone when you say don't come right so <laughs> again are we watched the same show here I don't know what goes on behind the cameras and stuff, but like, there's so many things to us that are kind of obvious. And then the cast gangs up on this person for things that are like, to me, are common sense. She told him not to come. She said her parents don't want to see him and stuff. Why is the expectation on her now to meet meet him at the airport when she said, I'm not going to see you. Like, I'm not going to come. And they he conveniently, comes anyway.
0: conveniently left that out. The part where she told him not to come. Yeah. Again, like, I don't know why the show is leaning towards making all this. And I'm seeing a pattern here, like all this, like American men being the victim. Like, for example, for Mike, we all know what he did to him. Mm. And then for Ben, like, we all know that she told him not to come. Mm. And like, for example, the thousand dollars that he supposedly loaned her. Yes, Jessica has a good point. Why would you not ask your parents for a thousand dollars? Why ask Ben? Okay, that's a good point. But Ben loaned her the thousand dollars, and and then everyone's like, oh my god, she took a thousand dollars from him. But then what we didn't know is that Mahogany said she offered to pay him back, but he didn't want it. So it made it seem like Ben paid a thousand dollars for her time because he even said like, oh, it was well worth it. You know, you can buy time like that or whatever, right? He said something along that lines, and I'm like. Uh, okay gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and the other thing that I have to say is that I like how Jasmine conducted herself except for that one time when she got really jealous towards Jessica and Jessica was like trying to tell her like hey look your Gino reached out to me first I have the receipt Yeah, so, hey, don't, you did not have to call me bitch or anything just because I interacted with your partner he was the one that reached out to me first. So I just wish Jasmine would have toned down a little bit yeah. of her part and that ugly side of her that surfaces every now and then. But otherwise, I think Mahogany did a great job defending herself. And I'm not surprised she can confirm the status of their relationship because he broke her trust, right? The way he portrays things is just not cool.
1: Yeah. And she said uh, he still has to prove himself, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody was like, oh, well, him visiting you is, isn't proof. No, that's not proof.
0: Kimberly said that. Yep.
1: That's not how you prove yourself. Uh, that's not the kind of proof she's looking for, at least.
0: You mean when th- he's not invited and he still went? Right. Not proof?
1: Exactly. You know, that's not the kind of proof that she wants. And yeah. there were different ways that they were kind of twisting things. To make him come out on top there. And I was just like, no. It just surprised me. I think that as a guy, maybe it's not my place to speak, but I think there were times where I, I guess I expected maybe the women to come together and to rally behind the women, mm-hmm. you know, and to have the women's backs and stuff. And yeah. um,
0: like that av- Avengers. Endgame movie. (laughs) At the end, during the fight scene, right? When all the women came together. Yeah. yeah. But no, it doesn't happen. Certain
1: expectations, you know, I think it's, and it was a bit disappointing. You guys can't see it from her
0: perspective,
1: you know, or you can't see it from Jimena's perspective. Again, it's not my place to speak, so I don't want to say too much on it, being that I'm a guy, but I would just have figured, well, maybe, you know, I would have expected a little more women unity, yeah. I guess, no, totally. um, yeah. uh, in the sense that there's, there's these guys out here who are also not the best people, yeah. I think, who are approaching the relationship wrong, mm-hmm. and that these women have valid concerns for the way, not just concerns, but justifications for how they act. Mm-hmm. And um, now I just expected, I think, some of the women to be able to, to see that from a woman's perspective and yeah. to say hey wait a minute though you know this isn't right
0: yeah and i get. I thought jasmine was probably the only one who came Facts. to like some of the women's like sides yeah yeah except for jessica but like otherwise i feel like a lot of them have like some sort of internalized misogyny themselves
1: mm. yeah. yes good term
0: good phrase yeah. all right lon we've come to the end of This season of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days, what is your WTF moment? And maybe if you want to grade any of the couples or tell us who your favorite couple is or who you think will last. Who do you think you want to see again? We always close out our season with that question, I think.
1: Hmm. Of the couples on the show this season, I would want to see more of Gino and Jasmine, mm-hmm. and as fucked up as this sounds, more of Ben and Mahogany. Oh,
0: dear.
1: <laughs> I know. It's a double-edged sword here. Only because I think the cringiness of what's going on between these two, for me, is an entertaining watch. It mm. is fucked up, and is, as much as we comment about it and how, like, when you make fun of Ben about it and this whole mystery is Mahogany an actress. Why is she in an in a Airbnb? Their entire thing is so like left field for me that it's like, what the fuck is going on with <laughs> Ben yeah. Mahogany? Of the ones we've seen, I think those, to me, are the most entertaining. WTF, are we talking about the episode or are we talking about the season?
0: I think the tell-all because I think we've covered all the WTF for mm. the other episodes, but yeah, maybe the tell-all in general.
1: For the tell-all in general, WTF for me... Would be Ella and Johnny. It just didn't make any sense. And then for Sean to have to pry that out of Ella, like, well, wasn't there that incident on your birthday? Like, and again, Sean to get every Sean time. is on top of shit, right? Right? Yeah. Like, it's just again, you're literally putting the dicks in front of you to trip on at this point yeah like oops there goes another accident yeah oh tripped again what are you doing yeah (laughs) like come on you know and to find out that that this was premeditated you Mm. were on a dating site you invited him over what was accidental about this you were on the dating site Mm. and and you invited him over like, you know, it's just like, well, WTF that was a jaw dropper for me. Like, after you did it once already, you're just gonna do it again, like this f-
0: with <laughs> another, <engineering? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also my WTF moment, mm-hmm. by the way. And in terms of which couple I like to see, I agree with you. I would like to see Jasmine and Gino again. I would like to see Memphis and Hamza, and Hamza. just to, yeah, just yeah. to know. What happened with them because Memphis gave birth, and I want to see if that's truly his baby. And if it is, like, how are they taking care of it? The How's drama. Yeah. Right. How is he assimilating to the American lifestyle and how is he getting along with her own kids?
1: Oh, yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Right. Didn't they say that it was a success and that's something like his green card? Yeah. I basically. think
0: he's. Came In the through US, or something. So, they were
1: congratulating him or something like that on the show, or something. Yeah,
0: I think they congratulated him because of the baby, but definitely, I think the fact that he's already there, um mm-hmm. the fact that he's there for the tell-all means that he was granted access to right. the US. Right. Yeah, I don't know about Ben and Mahogany. Like, I I'm not that keen, but yeah, we'll see.
1: Thanks for listening WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 day fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. Wood wood. Woo wood.
0: Yeah. So we have a treat for our listeners next week. We will be talking about our latest obsession, the, the ultimate, ultimate. Of, <laughs> on Netflix. Go uh, check that out. Yeah, <laughs> go check that out because the last few episodes will be releasing tomorrow. And by tomorrow, it's April 13th. We record every Tuesday. But in the meantime, Juan, are you watching anything else that you want to share with our listeners?
1: Highly recommended. Haven't seen it yet, but it's on Apple TV. A show called Severance.
0: Damn, everyone's talking about that. Right. Apple TV. <laughs>
1: right. There might be a free episode. And I think too. It's by you,
0: Ben Stiller. Or oh, directed by, by. I didn't know that. Ben Stiller. Yeah.
1: Wow. That makes it very interesting. I was
0: watching Trevor Noah yesterday and he was interviewing Ben Stiller because of Severance.
1: Yeah, that's the one that's on my radar. And there's a movie. uh, So there's a distribution studio, A24, that Mm. puts out really good films. And uh, there's a new film with Michelle Yeoh that I'm interested. Again, this is not paid promotion, y'all. This is just us talking and suggesting what's on our radar.
0: I love our goodwill.
1: (laughs) It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ooh. Um and it's it looks really really good.
0: Nice. Nice. What
1: are you watching these days?
0: Well, I finally finished Bridgerton and I get it. I finally get it y'all. I get <laughs> what the obsession is with season 2. It didn't really grow on me until I watched it the second time around and I finally understood what the fuss was about. The soundtrack this time around was Better, it was really awesome. I have I, been listening to the string quartet, um, yeah. And their covers aren't the they? covers amazing, their covers of, yeah. of,
1: of, of of songs that are familiar. You'll hear it and you'll go,
0: Wait, isn't that <gasps> yeah? Oh, <Isn't gasps> it... ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last season was Ariana Grande, thank you. Next, that they did a string version of it, which is awesome, beautiful. And I finished the ultimatum along with you, Lon. So I cannot wait to share that with our listeners. What we think about the show. Ay-ay-ay-ay. I don't know what else I've been watching. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Bridgeton, the ultimatum. <laughs> and until then, be kind to one another.
1: Thanks again. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> I am sad so